podcast with Mike and Bomber. Here we are, we're back with another big episode of the Holding the Ball podcast. Uh, it's Mike and Bomber here. Mike, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Real good, real good. Both our sides coming off a uh, coming second, as we say. Um, second or last or <laughs> losing. We've had better days over here in the West. Yeah, both pretty, uh, I guess, bad bad losses. And well, I mean, you guys played a decent team. Um, yeah, Richmond were pretty good. Uh, and then uh, I guess hubbing over in WA is over. It's over. The honeymoon mm. is over and over, back off to Queensland we go. Um, so interesting times ahead. It is. It'll be interesting, I guess, especially your boys being in finals contention, how they go in the hub life again. No chance for finals for uh, Rio? No. No? Okay. I thought. I wonder if there was a glimmer no, of No, I think there was, but losing to GWS. Uh, did I, well playing them back into form. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you played them back in the form last week <laughs> yeah. and then uh, they just came out firing, I think, six goals to one in the first quarter. So I think um, they did the same to us in the last quarter. They uh, were very, very good and we looked we looked asleep. I think, <laughs> I make excuses, but the, it was the first game that we'd played at 2.30 or something in the afternoon. So siesta time for free? I reckon that, that we were just so, not quite waking up yet. Yeah, fair enough. They reckon the end of the game, if we started again, we probably would have been we better. probably would have caught up. <laughs> I must admit uh, that GWS West Coast game on the Sunday, um, I had West Coast by 24.5. And when uh, we were 37 points up early in the last quarter, I thought, yep, this is looking pretty good. And then we just let GWS kick the last four or five of the game. There, that's no worries. Yeah, thanks, boys. Yeah, well, uh, it was two goals in the end, wasn't it? The yes. Yeah. yeah, it was a good rip snort, a close one. <laughs> it's probably the shittest two-goal game you've ever seen in your life. So, Mike, we like to kick things off with uh, – now, we're not doing the traditional round stuff. We're, we're sort of mid-round here. We're Sunday over in Perth. We'd, I think the Collingwood-Carlton game starts in about 20 minutes. It does. Uh, so, uh, is it, now, just before we start – Fox footy have pumped it up a bit. I know not about all of our listeners will have Fox footy. I don't really care about. Col- I'm looking more. I'm I'm more looking forward to Gold Coast and North Melbourne later this afternoon, just because I love Gold Coast. But uh, I, no, you know, I don't know about. Is that, it a bit hyped up? I mean, it's you know, are the only people that care in lockdown at the moment? Well, I guess for the guys from Victoria, this, <laughs> yeah. this is a, a massive, <laughs> massive game, um, and you know. They've got to look forward to something over there. Um, But, yeah, I think it's probably a game where Carlton might go in slight favourites, I reckon, which Mm. is probably the first time in a long time. Paddy Dow back in, uh, which is good for them. Yeah, that is good. But Mm. Collingwood just... They're absolutely smashed by injuries. Yeah, out of form. Very out of form. Yeah, they're a bit out of sorts. Um, Anyway, star for you, Mike. Have you got anyone setting your world on fire? Oh, actually, you mentioned him as a possible flog or related to your flog, but I thought yesterday's game, uh, young Jake Riccardi yeah. kicked four goals in his second game, kicked two in his first game, I think, and he was um, he was very, very good. And I'm, I must admit, it, after seeing a couple of his marks, I was like, who is this guy? Mm. And I had to look him up on the phone. I was like, it's oh, a- yeah. And then I have heard some people talking that, about him and he's not related to uh, Peter. Peter. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, really good game from him. Four goals. I uh, took a big uh, pack mark, a couple of t- contested marks. 
he's played two games and kicked six goals so far. Do you think there's enough games for someone like that to put their hand up for the rising star? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you couldn't have had a better start. I mean, now that the rising star's pretty open, I would think. Um, and we, I think we had a look in our last podcast at the Rising Star. Obviously, Rouse, no chance. And then you've got your man, Sarong, and we looked at a couple of other players. I can't remember who half my Rankin. I don't think Rankin's been consistent enough. Noah Anderson's the other one. Anderson's maybe he's got some good. consistency. So, but uh, Sarong's dropped off for me in the last couple of weeks. Okay. Well, we've got five rounds to go, including the one we're halfway through now. So who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but... Uh, no, Riccardi took 10 marks against West Coast and then, as you mentioned, four goals against your mob. Mm. He, right. he likes the uh, hub life in Western likes Australia. Hub life, but mm. oh, they're not in the hub anymore next week. No. Uh, my star is a bloke who I think uh, is a former number one pick who is, is starting to show really what he's capable of and I don't talk about the Bombers much. So I thought we'll get on the Bombers, give the Bombers fans a bit of love out there. Andy McGrath mm. is really just uh, setting my world on fire and that's because he's in one of my fantasy teams, <laughs> one that's pushing for finals. And 32 touches, 10 clearances on Thursday in their awesome come-from-behind win against the Hawks. Um, and that I think he's... I think I was looking at uh, the coaches' votes or something. He's, if not in the top ten, he's pretty close. So Andy McGrath, just uh, shout out to him for for some consistent form, and he's really showing what he can do in that midfield. And why I was taking a pick one. Yeah, he has become maybe taking a little bit longer to develop, but he's uh, becoming a very very good player. Very good player. Flog any flogs? Oh, look, I think there's a few you could mention. I mean, we're, we're sort of halfway through a round. I think my flog maybe for the week before was Tom Lynch because he's uh, just oh, yes. keeps going around and hitting blokes, even though it was pretty soft. It, uh, you know, you'd think you'd just... He was pretty squeaky clean on Thursday night. He wasn't uh, doing anything. Uh, other than that, Toby Green doing his best to try and, yeah, you know, give the match review panel something to do. It's uh, interesting. Did Conker go down a bit? Uh, I think it was one of those ones where unexpected, he's unexpected, but also just gets you in the spot where maybe you get a bit winded or something like that, mm. and he's gone down. I don't think it was any lasting damage or anything, but no. um, yeah, it looked like it hurt him a little bit. I think a fine, maybe. I don't know if he'll get a week. We'll no, see. I mean the only thing is that he's got a terrible record, <laughs> totally so. There's potentially some issue there, but yeah, I think it's fine. Fine. Okay. My flog is recruiters. And uh, just, I don't understand how players like Jake Riccardi and Michael Gibbons, uh, to name a couple, get through draft after draft after Tim draft. Kelly. Tim Kelly um, is another one. Uh, and not get picked up. And, and all these clubs go for the kids, and I, I get the allure of you've got to get the best kid in the country. But sometimes after pick 50, when we're just picking up blokes who sometimes rarely play, I just don't know um, why these blokes get overlooked. I don't I don't understand the, why clubs don't look at the value of a mature, mature body who can come in and make a difference. We've talked about Riccardi. Gibbons started last year. He got picked up in that special supplementary pick. Since then has missed one game. 
uh, in a season and a half uh, for Carlton and he'll play uh, shortly against Collingwood. I just, yeah, it, it baffles, baffles me. Those two blokes obviously both out of the VFL. Over here in WA we've seen obviously Tim Kelly and then we saw, we've seen some some blokes who haven't got picked up like I think it's Schleuth from South who won the uh, the uh, Sandover over Tim Kelly a couple of years ago and didn't get picked up. I got shitty about Luke Partington when he got dropped from West Coast and then went back to South Australia and won the Mm. Is it the McGeary medal over there and Might no be, one yeah. picked him up? So I just don't know why AFL recruiters don't take a punt. On I'm talking low 20s, so they've still got 10 years of footy, uh, why they don't have a bigger punt. So AFL recruiters, sort your life out. Get it sorted. Go down and look at some local footy, not just the Colts. Go look at the league game as well. Just another one on that. Is Was Shy Bolton in that, in that mix? Did he sort of – he didn't – come through in the draft. Well, Marlon Pickett certainly was. Well, no, but I mean, I don't think he's lit the world on fire since the no. grand final. Bolton's coming of age, isn't he? he looks fantastic now. Mm. He's got this ability to sort of kick off one step and it just goes... He's benefited from guys like Prestia being out. Yeah. And he looks sensational in that midfield. He just, yeah, he just looks silky and mm. he's really West looking Os- good. West Aussie, so yeah. we'll, we'll talk him up. So, uh, yeah, so interesting one and something that will still play out. Obviously, we're not getting a huge look at our local talent this year with reduced seasons or cancelled seasons for a lot of our local comps, but uh, something to discuss. Well, we're getting a look in uh, WA. Yes. There's plenty of... Uh, Grand final been named to be played at... Uh, Fremantle Oval this year. Yeah, that's uh, surprised a few, I think. I don't think some were happy with the decision. Um, well, you sort of, I mean, I guess it's always been played for a long time there at Subi's home ground at, mm. uh, well, what was it, Domain Stadium was the last name yeah. it had, or Patterson. Optus Stadium, obviously, the last couple of years. No, but uh, yeah. the old um, mm. old ground, um, yeah. Subi. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Optus, yeah, has had, had the grand final, neutral venue now, but... Mm. I don't know. Why wouldn't you play it at like the Wacker or something? I don't know. Because that'd be a neutral venue. That was the last time they played footy at the Wacker. I don't know. Why not? Why can't I go? I'll go have a look. Yeah. Uh, On to the big one. Mm. Uh, It's falling star time. So we don't have a rising star, but there will be no one over 32 that plays as well as this bloke did yesterday. Yeah. So... I reckon I might have one for you, but go for it. Robbie Gray. Yeah. He's my man, as you know. Look at... Just check this out for an afternoon. All right, how was your Saturday afternoon? I'll tell you how Robbie Gray's was. 27 disposals, if you don't mind just going at 82%. Not bad. Pretty good. Two goals, six tackles, and five clearances. And you can probably add on to that three votes. Like, goodness gracious me, Robbie Gray lit it up at uh, Adelaide Oval yesterday. He did. He's my falling star. He's your falling star. Go on. Well, uh, what did David no, Bunny um, do? <laughs> <laughs> Have I got it? It's clearly written down. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's very good. Um, yeah. I did notice, though, you didn't get uh, – what, what did he have the other week? Um, was it a top 10 or something that we did? The My other? top 10, yeah. And, that is uh, our Robbie best Gray, episode for the year. Just Robbie Gray did not get into that, by no, the way. No, he didn't. Um, Number 13. But yeah, lucky for some. You mentioned Dave Mundy. Uh, I think – he single-handedly yesterday against the Giants tried to get the boys moving. He kicked two goals in, I think, two minutes. Uh, took a mark basically on the 50-metre line and kicked a long bomb goal and then got another one. Uh, for, I think it might have even been a 50-metre penalty that uh, they gave away and kicked another one. Within two minutes, uh, got us back in the game. But then there are, yeah, Geelong, uh, Giants just so took it away. 35 years old, Mundy, just... 
Yeah, and they're contract next year. They're Surely. talking about a contract next Surely. year. So, um, oh, Surely. I think you've got to give it to him. Although the only issue being, and this might lead into my next uh, discussion point, is that the squad sizes are going to be reduced next mm. year and there's a bit of a um, sort of tightening of the budget. I guess for every, you've got plenty every of flogs on there now that you got rid of Darty and you got rid of this other bloke. Go yes. on, get into it. Go. So let him off the leash. <laughs> Go. <laughs> anyway, Monday, absolute champion. Yes, he, if, I think if he plays next year, he might break the Dockers' games record. He, he may. Okay, off Pav. Off Pav, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. I think. Okay. Interesting. Maybe. We could have a yeah record on both sides, depending on how long uh, Shannon Hearn goes on at West Coast. So could have a couple oh, yeah. of because uh, obviously Pav just yeah smashed Eagles games record hold at the moment. I think it's Cox. Um, I think uh, Pav's obviously beaten yeah, him by Pav's about fifty way games. Ahead, yeah, uh, but yeah, so could be some records at both Eagles and Dockers in the next couple of years. Um, what was your? So I was going to talk about the sizes. The li- well, I guess the Dockers in particular have let some players go already. Yes. Uh, they let... And some coaching staff. Yes. Cam McCarthy and Jason Carter go earlier in the week and then in the last couple of days have let Dylan O'Reilly, oh, son of Stephen O'Reilly. mid-season last year. Yep. Mm. Mid-season. And uh, Isaiah Butters, who was a next-gen uh, academy bloke, they've let those go. They also let um, three staff members go. Obviously... Um, Michael Pryor? Michael Pryor was one. Anthony Rock and Jason Weber was there a long time. I think they call him high performance manager or something, but Mm. guy in charge of injuries. is The soft cap. Yeah. So So. uh, they've let these guys go. These guys have asked about their future before Hub Life began again, and they've told them that uh, they're not going to renew their contracts. So they've let them walk away before having to hub over in Queensland again. So... And I guess that gets the ball rolling for both club and yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, in. they can look for uh, other jobs and things, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So that's good for them. Um, but yeah, that's – what are we What are we saying there? Seven blokes that have been let go in the last week. Mm-hmm. Just it's going uh, to be a crunch. Time. Obviously, the AFL had their D-Day, I think it was last Monday. Gold Coast have left – let some go. It's um, – yeah, Cookie Solomon Tom. was Solomon. the interesting one there because he was up get for um, he'll get picked up. head coaching gig, I he'll think. He'll go somewhere. He's not going. He's going to be lost to interviewed for the Dockers position. Yep, and went close with the Gold Coast. So, um, and the interesting thing is, I don't understand why, and this is one that I think even some of the, I think I was watching on the couch, and they were saying, well, you've got to pay this bloke out two years. Why don't you just let him have his contract? I don't know. I don't understand what it means. And Yeah, I, I don't know how that all fits into the caps and yeah. everything. Maybe there's some allowances there, but... I would hate to speculate. There's some I, I think saying, it's also being used, this is my opinion, uh, used as a, maybe a little bit of an excuse mm. to get rid of maybe some people or some players that um, don't fit into plans in the future. List cloggers. Yeah, Cam McCarthy obviously being one. Um, but Jason Webber, uh, the injury guy at the Dockers, we've had some really rough injuries. The one that springs to mind, Harley Bennell, and he's gone to Melbourne and is playing Yeah, and couldn't play, couldn't get on the park at the Dockers. He's not playing at the moment, but has played. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Yeah, I think that they there was a lot of talk in the supporter base that he uh, he needed to go, and they needed some fresh eyes on the injury uh, front. So yeah, 
they've obviously used this as a, as a way of getting rid of him. Mm. So we'll watch this space for other clubs to do things. Very, very interesting to see with the uh, obviously soft cap being reduced next year. Just another talking point. Now, obviously, the big thing today is that Mike and I will be providing our All-Australian teams to this point of the season uh, very shortly, in about five minutes. Next talking point, AFL Grand Final this year. Is it locked and loaded at the Gabba? I don't think it is. I think that they're leaving it open. I think they've put the date in. It's the 24th of October, right? Yep. Uh, happy birthday to my son. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that they've left it open. They're deliberately leaving it open just to sort of see how the season goes. I think ultimately it's probably 80% done, Queensland. But there's a slight chance for WA. I think it was a really good piece written by Ryan Daniels in the Sunday Times today about saying, well, Queensland's 10 goals up at the moment, but that the door's not shut. And the fact that McGowan has, has put the the phase date on that day could see some things happen and there's been some exemptions in terms of quarantine that would be allowed and, and things like that. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. I think a lot of states made their submissions last week. Um but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The AFL will just do what the AFL does and they'll work out what's going to... I think it's clearly, you know, with every team hubbing in Queensland now, it would make sense to do it there. Yep. Unless something extraordinary happens over there. Mm. I mean, or the AFL thinks dollar signs because obviously if you get 60000 at uh, Optus, you're going to earn more money than uh, having it at the Gabba. Is it, would it be at the Gabba? Yes. Because that holds more than Metricon, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, in terms of dollars, they'd get more money from having it at Optus Stadium, but um, it makes more sense to have it in uh, at the Gabba. Yep. Have the uh, Brownlow at the old, uh, what is it, the casino there, the uh, known to the Stars in Sydney. I oh, know there's a nice ca- casino on the Gold Coast. <laughs> I may have frequented it. There's probably a, nice, a few nice places on the Gold Coast. Um, but, uh, yeah, so watch this space. But I think Queensland have done a lot for the AFL this season. So if we have to lose out somewhere, Queensland, I'm not too disappointed. Uh, Mike, some great comebacks this weekend. The weekend of the comeback. Okay. The Bombers. Bombers over Hawthorne. Over the Hawks. The big Joe Danaher's return. Kicked mm. three goals three, so he still hasn't learned to kick um, since he's been out. Are you worried? About? Tuesday? Nah. West Coast. <laughs> West Coast need to beat Essendon. If, if, well, we, if they if need West to, Coast but don't beat uh, Essendon. Big Joe Danaher, that was, uh, it was pretty amazing seeing his comeback. If anything I feel assured about with West Coast, it's the defence. Um, it's the bloody midfielders that need to get their hands on it. And I think West Coast missing Elliot Yo a little bit at the moment. He's really important mm. in the contested stuff. Um, but uh, no, good comeback. I checked the scores and I was like, what was it? Gee, it was like six, seven goals and then they come back. And then on Friday night, the dogs were six goals to one up or something at quarter time and the cats reeled them in yeah, beautifully. They did a, a number on them, didn't they? I thought when uh, at quarter time, I thought, wow, this is not what I expected. Mm. And then by the end of the game, if I didn't know about the first quarter, at the end of the game, the score was probably what I would have expected. So it was really strange. I think the cats, they're probably my one seed at the moment. Really? They're, uh, mm, they are my, I've got... Over Richmond? Yep. Cats number one, Richmond and West Coast two and three and probably Port Adelaide four. 
I think Richmond purely based on uh, finals performances of in the last couple of years. Mm. I think Geelong experience though. Yeah, you could. I mean, you can make arguments for. I think their forward line is functioning beautifully. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's a discussion that a lot of people have, and then you got sides like Brisbane. Mm. Um, so. If it's at the Gabba, obviously Brisbane. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't feel like Brisbane are playing their best at the moment. No, they got the bye this week. So only um, just a couple of very narrow wins mm. the last couple of weeks. So that's that's an interesting one. Um, what else have I got here? The Saints are an interesting one for me, just quickly before we move on. So they lost to Melbourne last night. Or when we release this, it'll be Saturday night in Alice Springs. Mm. They've uh, had five games decided by less than a goal this year and have won one of them. Mm. So tough going for Saints fans and they're currently, I think, sitting sixth and they're right back in the pack with teams like GWS Essendon, Collingwood, Bulldogs, a really big pack that's going to decide the bottom half of the eight. It will. Close losses could really hurt the Saints. I think so. So... Question without notice. Oh, we haven't had these in a while. Here we go. I actually have a couple. Uh, I just thought of another one. Okay, I'm ready. I'll go with this one first. I'll have a sip with nice Jamison, 18-year-old today. Just the best for you today, Mike. very nice. Um, uh, very smooth. So I like wa- this. Wash down this question. Go. So if you can take your West Coast hat off and try and be a little unbiased on this one. I'll try. Because No promises. <laughs> it would be very easy for you to be biased on okay, this one. Sure. Was the Butters goal from the uh, Ruck Contest, what is his name? Oh, Lysette. Lysette. The old silver spurs. Just the little <laughs> tap. Uh, was that goal better than the Nat Nui to JK goal earlier in the year? Oh. <laughs> um, gee, they're both good. Can I preface by saying they're both really good? I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. This is why I've said take your Eagles hat off a little um, bit. This is a tough one because I was watching that game and, gee, it was. I think for the moment, oh, both of them were at critical moments because West Coast were coming back and had been behind against Geelong and Port. Who were Port playing Hawthorne? And I think they were coming back they were late. Coming back, yeah. So both at critical. I think that might have sealed at the Butters goal. Um, and I remember watching Sean Burgoyne just watching Butters break clear his opponent, going, not someone bloody pick him up. And then Lysette just said, here we go. You have that. That was oh. – I think that um, – I think I'll still go with the West Coast one. And I think I was always – I'm always going to be labelled, but I think the fact that you've got a big bloke who no one expects to rove that pack. Mm. And I think one is running into an open goal and one turns it over his, his snap. shoulder. Um I'm going to marginally go with the West Coast one. Maybe I'm a bit biased, I don't know. But yeah. I think they're both brilliant. Like they that. are. I, the one thing that does it for me, I, I they're both very good. I liked the, the Butters one. And it was more just because of the speed at which he just oh, flew through that pack. Brilliant. Uh, and taking nothing away from that. Like, yeah, and amazing. I think that draft for Port Adelaide, you know, Rosie came back yesterday. Um, G Port, you know, Ken Inkley. Jusma. Dersma, yeah, they're, they're just beautifully positioned for the next five years, I think, yep. um, and maybe beyond at the moment, Port Adelaide. They're looking really good. <laughs> All right, one more question yep. without notice. Okay, and sure. I don't know how many of these you remember, but uh, we just happened to be watching this morning uh, some stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, some grand final entertainment came up <laughs> from, from years gone by. Mate-like. We know which this is the worst one. Yeah, okay. that's, that's clear. What's what do you think is the best one? 
Well, what's the best one you can remember? Now, now to preface this, I wonder if Mike's quizzing me because I'm a big Johnny Farnham fan, for those of you who know me. Uh, I remember Johnny did get on with Barnsley and Mark Seymour one year. Yes, that's But I'm right. not going to go with that. Okay. I really liked The Killers a couple of years ago. Okay. Um 2017 and Jack Rewalt went out and sang Mr. Brightside. Um, At halftime, I thought they hit all the right notes and they sang Forgotten Years, I think, by the Midnight Oil, um, which was a real winner. And uh, so in recent memory, that's probably my favourite. I think the Killers was super. That was a pretty easy one. I like that. I did, when I went that year uh, in 2018, it was was Barnsley and the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Uh, Barnsley got them going with with Flame Trees and a few of the Chisel Classics. Black Eyed Peas were a bit hit and miss, but no Fergie. No Fergie, no Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But Uh, I think you've got to go with that more, I don't know if you call it traditional, but more Australian sort of artist, Mm. unless you're going for like a huge sort of spectacle. Who was it last year? Twenty uh, nineteen. Can't remember. Don't know. Birds of Tokyo did it maybe three years ago. Yep. Um, I saw a couple of old ones. There was one that uh, happened to come up on the feed this morning, which was the Seekers. The Seekers. And they did uh, "I'm Australian," Georgia Girl, which is their song, yes. and uh, "Waltzing Matilda." Well, that you can't get more Aussie than that. And that we actually quite enjoyed. <laughs> and that. I don't mind the Seekers. You know, just you know. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very good. I think it was – actually, it was 94. 94. Yeah. We can't forget Angry Anderson with the old uh, Bam for Glory and the Batmobile. 91, that was. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's been some There was uh, Brian Adams one year. Oh, I didn't mind Brian, and that yeah. was the year that West Coast lost to Hawthorne 2015. And Brian just gives you – you know, I've seen Brian a few times, and he just gives, gives you what you know you're going to get, you know. Yeah, very solid. All the hits. So yeah. no, some good stuff recently. Good. I think it's been pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now the killer's for mine. Good question. All right, we're going to take a bit of a breather and we will come back with our all-Australian team to the end of round 13 uh, as we're not finished round th- 14 yet. But there's – I don't know about you, but I found this really tough. So we'll have a quick break, a quick top-up, and uh, we'll be back very shortly. The Holding the Ball Podcast. To give our all-Australian side to this point in the season. I've seen them on some of these websites around the joint – it's our turn. We are the experts from the West, obviously, Mike, and uh, it's time to give our 20 cents worth. So how do you want to do this? We should I think we should go yet, sort of, you know, positions and compare as we go rather than just reading the whole team out. Yeah, so no, I know. I reckon agree. we say start with the forward line. Forwards first, okay. Yeah, so the six forwards, you go. Who, who have we got there? All right, so my forward line is from the forward pocket. We have Dan Butler from St Kilda, full forward, Tom Hawkins, the other forward pocket, I have Tom Papley from Sydney. Uh, my half forward line is Paddy Dangerfield. Uh, my half forward, ten half forward, I've got Matt Taberner. And on the other half forward line, oh, I've got Petrucca from right. Melbourne. So you've gone the old squeeze some midfielders <laughs> into the forward tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't think you'd forward. do that. I thought you might just, you know, stick with forwards in the forward line. Well, does Danger not play forward? Petrarca kicked four goals last night. I know, I know. <laughs> but you wrote that before he did that, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to be prepared to try and fight that you didn't have Petrarca in your team and try and <laughs> talk trucks, him up a bit. The truck's in there. He's um, he's in there. 
All right, so I'm, I'm a bit disappointed you've gone with a couple of midfielders in the forward line. You can be disappointed, but uh, they will on the Australian not. You know, they will. <laughs> but uh, I thought you were off that sort of vibe. So mine is similar, but I've gone with forwards. <laughs> Go uh, on, get, it off, get off your chest. Dan Butler, which okay. is the same. Hawkins, the same. And I've got Josh Kennedy in the other forward pocket. I thought I'd get a bit of criticism if I put JK in there, but he's on my – just wait and see. But and yeah, then okay. the next three, uh, Matt Tabernard, Charlie Dixon and Charlie Cameron. Okay. Interesting. So I think the difference is there if we're just going to exclude the uh, <laughs> midfielders. Um, you had Tom Papley and yes. I had Charlie Cameron. Tab- oh, you had Tabernard. Tab- yeah, Tab- okay. So – yeah, I had, I guess, well, I had two more forwards, but Kennedy and Dixon for me in there and Charlie Cameron probably being the small forward, whereas you went with Papley. Yep, and at the moment, I mean, we've we, hit and miss with who we've got, but at the moment the top four in the Coleman are Hawkins, Kennedy, Dixon, Tabernard. They're all sort of featuring in there somewhere. Um, so, yeah, they're all sort of getting a Guernsey. But, yeah, the reason I went with Danger and Petrarca, I thought they're too good to miss out. And I think they – well, Dangerfield at the moment I think is number two in the league for goal assists. Um, and uh, Petrarca does play mid-forward. So that was, my th- that was my reasoning there. But, you know, I get your point. The midfield. I'll be interested to see which midfielders get into your back line. But, uh, <laughs> sure. Let's uh, go be surprised. the midfield. Midfield, my midfield line, my centre line, and this is what I do do. I do stick with wingers on the wing. I've gone with Gaff, Neil in the guts, and Mitch Duncan on the other wing. Right, okay. Well, I've gone with Dangerfield on the wing. So I've probably He's more gone. likely to play forward than the wing. Well, <laughs> I think these days a lot of midfielders sit out on the wing and then just join the midfield as soon as the ball's bounced. I'm, I'm going to tweet Swamp. When is the last time you saw Dangerfield out on the wing? And if he says well, last night, my wing is a Dangerfield yep. at McRae. Yeah, uh, I think McRae's a shout for the wing. Uh, You're and right. I guess uh, Neil, if we're going to go with uh, the one man as the centre, mm. the traditional uh, lineup. Should we do the rucks while we're at it? Let's do it. Uh, so I've gone Nick Nat. I think he's clearly number one. I agree. Uh, and a different look, I think, to the actual midfield. I've gone Boak and Steele. Wow. Uh, so Travis Boak, I think, um, is having an outstanding year. And Jack Steele has taken his game from the Saints to a whole new level. What do you think there? Yeah, well, I've gone with Bontempelli and Petraka okay. as my uh, two midfielders alongside Nick Nat and uh, obviously Lockie Neal. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think if you look at the numbers – uh, Bontempelli and Petraka are way up on a, a significant number of the stats. And I think it's hard to argue that those two players are not uh, a couple of the best midfielders going around at the minute. Sure. Um, if that was the criteria, that would be all right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting discussion, isn't it? I mean, Boak, um, I mean, the, the top clearance players in the league are all pretty close together and you could throw a blanket over some of them. Uh, just having a look at them here. But I think Boak at the moment is second in the Brownlow from where it sits at the moment. I think, yeah, he's got to be in there. And Steele, gee whiz, he's having a good year. But um, and but Bonten, who's your other one you've got in there? Oh, you've got uh, Petraka. Uh, Petraka. Yeah, yep. he's in there somewhere. Obviously, I've got him on a half forward line. So interesting. No Mitch Duncan. Don't Don't see room for him. No, uh, I felt like if anywhere he might fit on the wing, but 
couldn't squeeze him in when you just going with the traditional number of midfielders. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, how's your back line look? My half back line is Ryan from the Dockers. I think he picks himself this year. Yep. Center half back, I've gone with Darcy Moore. Other half back flank, we've got Doherty from Carlton. No mids there, mate. And then my full back line, I have got Brad Shepherd, Harris Andrews, and Old Frio, now Gold Coast big boy, Sam Collins. Okay. There's a bit of similarity there. I've gone with Jake Lloyd. Yes. I think it's hard to deny. It's as hard to ignore his numbers. That's ex- for sure. Exactly. It is very difficult to ignore the numbers. And I think if you're gonna if if you were gonna line up a back line, you're gonna have guys like Jake Lloyd in there that do rack up some numbers. You're gonna have yep. at least one of those guys. Uh, I've gone with Jordan Ridley. Oh. Bombers. I don't mind that. Uh, and Sam Doherty. Okay. And then I've gone Ryan Andrews and Collins. Okay. As I guess your key mm-hmm. or your, your full back line. Yep. So, yeah, I could have made a case for a few others. I looked at uh, guys like – it's interesting that the Sydney blokes have a, a fair bit of – they're quite high in the in the stats. Your Mills, your Rampy, these guys yep. are quite good. Yeah. Um, probably a bit unlucky, Grimes – to miss out, Haynes. Well, Grimes will miss in a couple of weeks after he did his hammy the other did night. His hammy. Uh, even guys like oh Haynes, goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, yes, he's he will be in this situation somewhere. <laughs> he's on my unlucky list. I just added to my <laughs> just, unlucky just list. Added it. Haynes. Um, what about? Uh, well, I had Darcy Moore as unlucky. Yeah. Uh, I think even Caleb Daniel being very, very good down there. And he probably plays that specific role I don't like think, a Jake Lloyd. I don't think Daniel McRae and the Bont are getting in from the dogs. So as much no, as I rate them all, uh, like McRae uses the ball as good as anyone. Um, so it's a, that'll be a tricky one. But, yeah, I'll see your point. What um, about your interchange? I want to see who you just had to get into the team. So I've gone a person from each position here. I've been very balanced on the bench. That's I've good. got Taylor Adams. Uh, I think he's been really good for Collingwood all year. And I've, Collingwood flair here. I've gone Maynard as my, my interchange. Who I may just... As it, what, as a forward? Back. Maynard. It's a defender. Oh, sorry. Uh, Todd Goldstein, check, because we know that uh, Nick Nat ain't going to ruck the whole game. Uh, so I've gone Goldie. I think he's the second best ruck this year. And Charlie Cameron. Okay, so he's got on the bench. He's got on the bench. All right. Go. My interchange, I've gone with Goldie. I yep. agree. I think he's Tick. probably the second best ruckman. Papley's squeezed, squeezed into the in. bench. Very good. Very good. Happy with so, that. Uh, I think so we've gone Papley and Cameron the other way around. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Cripps is my bench midfielder. Yep. And Brad Shepard, my bench defender. Good that you got the Shep in. I'm happy yeah, with that. Look, I, he's a very good player, but he, and you won't see him, I don't think, on too many of the, the stats lists. But mm. um, Leading Mark Taker in the comp. He's he oh, was, he? he's number one for marks. I had him as third uh, when oh, I did my research a week ago. So okay. he well, may have taken an extra couple. Um, so yeah, and and a few unlucky ones I had. I don't know if you've got a bit of a list that you had. I do. Uh, well, I've got Cripps. Obviously, you squeezed him. And Cam Guthrie, I think, has put together some sort of season. Yep. Mitch Wallace is a sort of negative forward. Has been really good. Jake scoring enough goals. Hasn't scored many goals. Has he scored goals? Yeah. yeah. He has scored a few goals. Yeah, the other uh, week he kicked three or four. Yeah. JK, um, I, he'll be touch and go depending on um, 
he had he got a knock the other night. It'd be interesting to see yep, if he comes got back. Got the old knee to the head. Yeah, that was bad. Um, McGrath, who I mentioned, was my star this week. Zach Merritt, Lloyd, Haynes. And you got guys like – none of us got Dusty Martin in, which I thought was interesting. Well, I think you, it's undoubted that Dusty's um, an awesome player and has his moments, but I don't think he, for a midfielder, is sort of getting enough possessions or doing enough of those sorts of things to, to beat some of those other guys. I mean, I'd love to – He's had his good there. games, but then he's had his games where he hasn't done much. Mm. Um, so trips. my unlucky list, uh, I had Gaff, unlucky, Martin, unlucky, Boke, very unlucky. Uh, Clayton Oliver actually leads yes, a lot of the – Oliver's, yeah. He's uh, very unlucky. Menegola I had was unlucky. I don't think Menegola has played enough games for mine, but yeah, certainly putting together a good string of games at the moment. And then, yeah, I had a few uh, defenders more, Haynes – Robbie Tarrant actually not not uh, having a bad season. He's probably just under the the guns though, isn't he? Harris Andrews is a lock. He's going to be in uh, yeah. for that deep defence. I think Collins is having a super year, and then like you had Ridley and I had more, and then you got Haynes. I think they're the best. And then we haven't talked about McGovern, but he's missed four games. So I think McGovern, the fact that we haven't even mentioned McGovern, yeah, um, and he's had that position the last three or four years. I think he's got four All-Australians now, Jeremy McGovern. Um, so um, he's an interesting one. Tom Jonas is another one who yep. I think is having a good season. There's a lot of good big defenders. Yeah, there, there is. Uh, we mentioned Grimes. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, your Mills, your Rampy, your Daniels, mm. those sorts of guys. Um, yeah, plenty to miss out. But I think the majority there, we were pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be good if you pick forwards, but... Um, other than, other than that, I don't think there's too much contentious picking there. I think it's been pretty solid. Yeah. I think it's pretty solid. We'll we'll revisit our team at the end because I think they're planning a week off um, before the finals. So I guess that's when all this will happen. So we'll get our team updated, see if there's any changes. Mm. And uh, so we've got about three, four weeks and we'll see how we go. So let us know what you think um, on the socials. If you're on us on the Facebook or on the Twitter, let us know what you think or who we've missed out. But I think we've – it's tough. It's a tough well, gig. I, I had uh, Tom Morris's mid-year All-Australian team written down. Yes, I saw that. Uh, he had Maynard, which I think you had as unlucky. Didn't no, you? Uh, yeah, I had him on the bench. On bench. the bench. Harris Andrews, Sam Collins, Nick Haynes, Moore, Doherty. I thought he went too tall. His back line was my – It's very person. tall. Uh, yeah, he needs someone small. Uh, Gaff, Boke, McCluggage. That's fairly similar to what you had, I think, other than McCluggage. Similar, yeah. Not sure McCluggage has had the year that he had McCluggage last year. as good as some of the luckies or unluckies that we've talked I about. I mean, he, I think he had a good season last year I but would didn't get in last as year, as far to say from Brisbane – uh, but the problem is he doesn't play there, but neither does anyone on your team plan a wing. Uh, I would probably have Jared Lyons ahead of McCluggage for an All-Australian. If you looked at the stats, Lyons okay. has had a pretty good year. Uh, he also had in the forward line Toby Green, Dustin Martin, Patrick Dangerfield. Far out. There's some <laughs> – that's a terrible half forward line, Tom Morris. Um, and Tom Green – uh, when he's playing, Tom, he's fantastic. Toby Green? Sorry, Toby Green. Toby Green. Toby Green, when he's playing, is no. uh, fantastic, but he hasn't played enough games. No. no. Uh, and, yeah, Dusty. Uh, Papley, Dixon, and Cameron uh, in the full so forward line. I think this might have been a few weeks ago, so it might it be a bit, bit rough. 
you'll, you'll raffle the f- small forwards. The best – three of the best ones in the comp at the moment are clearly Butler, Papley, Cameron. I think you had Papley on the bench. I had Cameron on the bench. and So they're the three. Yeah, I think Papley's had a few weeks where he's – been a bit quiet. Mm. Um, Butler, I think, is arguably the best small uh, small forward at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think we both had him on the ground. Mm. And then uh, Charlie Cameron, I think he's probably uh, the most talented but maybe just hasn't had as good a season as uh, Butler. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, undoubtedly his talent. Yeah. Butler's just sprung to life this year at the Saints, so good on him. So, yeah, that, as, as mentioned, they're our teams. Um, we're not going to do any big predictions this week because, you know, we're halfway through a round and we've got a new round starting on Tuesday night. So we'll, you'll get this on the only day where there's no footy on Monday. This will come out. Uh, so take stock. Well, who, it, the, the score uh, midway or well, towards the end of the first quarter is 12 to 14 in favour of Collingwood. Who do you think is going to win the game? A lot of people are saying, well, Carlton have got to win it to be taken seriously. Um, I don't take Carlton seriously. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – I know you did since we started this podcast. Yeah, uh, I did. I think Collingwood. I'd love to see Carlton win. I would. They, the heart says Carlton, but the head says Collingwood. Okay. Is you? that based on recent form or is it based on history, long, long-term history? I just think Collingwood have got more class. Okay. But All right, we'd well, love to be proven wrong. Just yeah, well, I'm going. I'm going with Carlton. I think that they uh, they have to win this. Uh, and yeah, as, as you said, they need to win it to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, and the but the big one on at four o'clock Perth time this afternoon for Gold Coast. Uh, yeah. Fourteenth versus seventeenth. The, yes. the Gold Coast need to snap a big run of. Uh, other, otherwise, this 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 season will turn out exactly like last season, where they won games early and then nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they've been more competitive and their percentage looks really good for a team that's fourteenth. But they need a win. They need to break this run of losses and give those kids a bit of uh, incentive. Let me ask you this about sure. the Gold Coast: yeah. If Matt Rowell played the entire season, do you think they would have won any more games? Well, they lost a couple of close ones, so maybe. So they lost their first against Port, beat you guys by 44 points. Yeah, it was a good, good day. Beat Adelaide, uh, then beat the Dockers, and then lost to Geelong. I think that might have been the first that game was the Rao first was game out. Well, Rao Geelong. went down in that game. Mm. Then lost to Melbourne, lost uh, – sorry, beat Swans, lost to the Dogs, lost to GWS, lost to St Kilda, lo- oh, Drew with Essendon and then lost to Richmond and Carlton and play North now. There's only been – obviously there was a draw there and there's St Kilda that won by four points – uh, and the dogs by five points. I think maybe was, if a Matt Rowe was there, they, could yeah, they won need those someone three else in games. that midfield. Like Greenwood's been good. Um, I think Jack Bowes has had a good year. But the thing that frustrates me: how well is Jared Lyons going? <laughs> <laughs> they they could do with someone like a Lyons in that midfield. But Although I, I, I think that their midfield, if all their players are fit, is Just stocked. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're not getting in that midfielder if you're yeah, going to that. Anderson team. looking good. So. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I like watching the Suns. They, they, they're going to be all right, but obviously they need to get everyone fit on the park. But next year they're going to have no coaches, so it'll be really interesting to see. So they're going to beat North this afternoon? Yes. Okay. I don't know what the odds are, but they'll win. I just hope Any other business? No. <laughs> Maybe we should just say that uh, send us an email, uh, holdingtheballpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on the socials at holdballpod.com. 
on Twitter and Holding the Ball Podcast on Facebook. And send us a question or something and we'll talk about it on the show. Do it. We'd love to hear from everyone. Thanks wherever you are in the world for listening. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.